Oh, hey, what's up, guys? Uh, welcome to A Lighted Cast, episode 112. For this week's episode, we're going to be talking about our YouTube channel hitting 1,000 subscribers. I think it's at 1,020 right now or something like that. I think we hit it, wait, when did we actually hit 1,000 subs? Like, five days ago? We hit it overnight about two days ago. Yeah, two days ago. I want to say it was five, because that's when that Gloomhaven video was posted. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, the, the Gloomhaven video, when it was posted, I think we were about, like, 9.50, and then it jumped to 9.70, and then overnight it jumped to, like, 1,017. Okay, so, yeah. like, four days. So, maybe, like, okay, four gotcha, days, gotcha. yeah. But yeah, I'll say just uh, it's like a, this is like a reaction video, except it's a reaction podcast. So <laughs> that's what's happening. Let's roll the intro. Okay. This is the Light Cast Podcast. Your two hosts here, Ashton and Daniel. And Dan, 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 check us out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and YouTube every Saturday. Okay, damn, Social yeah. Blade pretty off uh it was like hey you're gonna hit 1700 subscribers and it's like nah we're at we're at a thousand right now yeah well yeah social blade is really weird because like first of all they don't have a lot of data to work with uh if those who don't know social blade is like a website that shows your uh subscriber projection like your uh gives you like a bunch of stats basically on your on youtube channels any youtube channel so you could type in like pewdiepie to give you like his uh subscribers right now as projected growth so if we type in our channel shelf side then it would give you like oh this is how many subs they expect to hit in six months 12 months one year blah 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 such and such forth but the reason why it was like kind of weird is because the site itself doesn't have that much data to work off of on earlier channels so the projections are kind of whack but they're still fun to look at i mean yeah basically it's just all a goddamn algorithm that's like hey based on trends like all they do is compare it to other channels right mm, that, that's it so you take yeah. like all the data from other channels and compare it to like ours, and it's like, hey, here's here's what we think, right? It's not mm -hmm. really based on any like, you know, I don't know, cultural like whatever. It's just it's just pure numbers. Yeah, exactly. Right? So like, if some stupid shit happens or like we randomly hit the YouTube algorithm and you get that one video for so, for some reason shows up on like everyone's recommended bar for like a yeah. day, <laughs> then it's like, oh, okay, yeah. this all goes out the window. <laughs> it also doesn't account for Reddit posting. So we post something on Reddit, get like yeah, I have found so many goddamn channels off of just like that one break of it that they have that for some reason shows up on everyone's recommended feeds like that person who has like 5,000 subscribers and like overnight they shoot up to like 500,000 it's like what the <laughs> fuck why did that one video I make suddenly get like 3 million views mm -hmm. like what yeah 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 like some of them like make the front page too it's like oh wow <laughs> there's like really random stuff too like I've, I've been like checking there's like a lot of just like random people just making like like dumb videos about like coronavirus it's like, oh, me home alone. And then, like, it suddenly just jumps up to, like, millions of views. Yeah, I mean, there's this one channel I literally found where the entire basis of it is a guy wearing a medieval outfit. And he just <laughs> yells at his son for various acts of modern-day heresy. So, like, say his son is, like, playing fucking, like, Fortnite or some shit, right? And when I say son, like, these are clearly, like, 20-year-old, 20, 20 like, friends, right? So, oh. like, one guy's just, like, <laughs> okay. acting like a kid, another guy's acting like a yeah. So I, I should establish that. It's not like a little kid and a dad. It's literally just like two fucking, I would assume, college buddies, yeah. right? <laughs> and literally all the videos are like of the shittiest quality. It's just like some some guy, and they have a camera guy somewhere. He's holding a phone, like obviously in terrible lighting. And it's just pretty much a bunch of either like 20 or like 30 second long videos where, yeah, kid is doing something stupid, right? That's pretty normal for him. He might be, he might be on Tinder, might be on like fucking... Uh, like playing Fortnite, right? Might be watching anime, and in the entire stick of the channel, is a dad walks in. He is yelling about his son, like performing various acts of heresy, and he just attacks him, and then the video just abruptly mm. ends. Yeah, when you first pitched it, I imagined and like a millennial dad just doing that with like his seven-year-old kid. <laughs> no, this is some Zoomer ass shit. No, <laughs> I, I would. I, I can't even really recreate it because the guy's yelling voice is so phenomenal. Like, it, it doesn't yell the same thing either. So it's not like some like stupid inside joke meme where they yell like the same like fucking dire of a wimpy kid zooey mama like catchphrase no it's more like just the guy comes up with the most insane fucking like insults that are all related to us like either like deus vault like heresy like his lord it's like some religious like context context behind it and it just he's just yelling that mm. at the kid before just like i just it, he would like whip out like some like fucking like bb gun he'll like take off his belt which for some reason he had underneath his armor right like there's like a lot of like gags in here like some, some funny shit 
One time he brought the jumper cables. It was fucking crazy, mm. dude. Okay. Or he just grabs whatever nearest object and he's like, it's just, it's great. I, I don't even know what the fucking channel is called, but I'm subscribed. Mm. Someone's been doing their, uh, <laughs> I think the, the creators of that channel, they must be doing a lot of like, was it like European studies and just be like, hey, we can use all this cool religious uh, text to uh, good use. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I think they're just very fucking on point with their uh, Googling of oh. just holy mm. subtext. Because uh, remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about JREG, right? Like, I'm pretty sure he's like a guy that does a lot of political satire. He's obviously a poly Yeah, he's like obviously like a poli guy. major. Maybe, yeah. maybe not necessarily political science, but political something. Yeah, yeah. Like. And he's like, hey, I like making videos, so let's do it. And if he's not, then he's at the very least he's very well. He's very read. well read. Yeah, like he is. He is a guy who you can tell has read a lot of extremist yes. manifestos. <laughs> you, can, you can just tell. Yes. Yeah, because all of his uh, extremist. Like points. it's hella funny. Look at his Twitter, and he got like fucking like extreme like alt right dude sub to him, and he got like fucking like full on commies that are tweeting at him. And, like it's fucking everyone's there, dude. <laughs> he's the smash ultimate political fucking nice. nonsense. He did a video where he's reviewing every extremist book, and then it's it's like it seems kind of serious, and then at the end he's like, oh by the way, I totally. I totally just didn't like Wikipedia all these and uh, I totally read all these books front front to back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you should believe everything I say and you're like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> I mean, if, if there's one thing to take away from JRAG is fuck the centrists and fuck yeah. libtards. That's all, that's all I got to say. And then there's a video where he says he's a centrist. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I mean, that's like, that's a joke yeah, of yeah. a joke. That's like literally fucking April Fool's shit. In every other fucking video he's made, it's always this like centrist yeah. side. Fuck the centrist. Hell yeah, dude. Centrists are always in the way of our extremist yeah, beliefs. Yeah, I mean, it's always like the extremist left and the extremist right, and they're fighting, and then the centrist comes in and they just gang up on him. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not, not not necessarily the left and right are always fighting. It might just be only on the left mm. or only on the right, and then suddenly there's a centrist and they just yeah, stack yeah. him like. I think he's just making fun of uninformed people in general, honestly. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, okay. He's uh, making fun of the Martin Luther King fucking sleeping giants, you know, the goddamn privileged uh, white man who's just kind of chilling and being like, I don't have to live and care about politics because I can just live my yeah, life. Yeah, things are just kind of chill how the way they are. You know, I don't have to pay attention to the news. There's still some fucking people trying to pull that shit right now where it's like, bruh, we're fucking, we're in riot mode, dog. Like, mm. come on. <laughs> You ever seen that fucking drone shot on a... I saw this on TikTok. There's a fucking... There's a drone shot going over LA and it's just going over like blocks and blocks and blocks and blocks and it's just like just people on the streets. They're clearly not social distancing. Yeah, clearly not social distancing. I haven't seen that one. I've only seen the ones in our it's area. crazy. The drone shots. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more drone shots out there but that one really got to me because it's like... Damn, dude. This is... uh. This is like fucking mustering an army, but like no commanders. Mm. It's just like people like pack like sardines in the streets, huh? Yeah, but it's like a drone shot, which makes it a little more like, oh, holy yeah. fuck. Also, I love how drone shots just make cities and like fucking places without like skyscrapers look so fucking ugly because nothing's designed to look good on rooftops. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite aspect mm. of it. It's like pulling back the curtain, you know? Making the, the illusion of a, you know, well-dressed street look like complete dog I mean, shit it's like when you take off the fucking yeah. balding man's hat you know you see the big bald spot in the middle it's just oh god i mean la is just like not a very prettily designed city in general like the, the city first of all has like a ton of trash but in terms of like design it it's like it's way too crowded and there's no room for like bikes or pedestrians so you have to drive <laughs> so i imagine that doesn't look good from like an overhead perspective everything's just too crammed together I mean, I can't really comment on that because I don't think I've seen much drone footage of it uh. normally. I've only seen the <laughs> one, so. But I can also just say I'm fucking addicted to TikTok. Like, holy shit. This is such a better goddamn site to Instagram. Like, what the fuck? Maybe I'm just too Zoomer. I don't know, but when I go there, I'm having a great time. Mm. I mean, it seems a lot more interactive. The problem is, it's yeah, like... Fun. It's, like, insanely hard to find anything about board games, so, I mean, it's fucking... I mean, I've had a good time, I'm, I'm literally on it, just, like, following this, like, dumb memes about, like, fucking anything, like, with video games, like, mm -hmm. anime, movies, like, contemporary culture, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. It's all there, yeah. except board games. 
I'm kind of just like giving up on that fact. Cause I, I, at most, I can find There's like D&D &D 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 TikTokers. From what I've uh, heard, a lot more than I expect. Yeah, D&D is fucking yeah. cool, and I ain't some like nerd shit's fucking board yeah, games, exactly. dude. Yeah, exactly. Good time, you know, D&D board games. Why do we decide to start our YouTube channel on fucking board games? Why don't we just be like every other person, make a fucking Valorant channel, and get like 10k subs in like two months? Dude, what the fuck? What's wrong with those, dude? <laughs> I mean, board games are fun, dude. <laughs> I accept. Yeah, but so is Valorant. I accept Valor, the harder challenge. And not having to buy a new PC. Yeah, but like more money, dude. <laughs> Gotta get sponsored by G Fuel like ASAP, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, the more I look at, the more I look like out on it, I'm like, dude, I think it just like, it makes a lot more sense to make a board game channel given our resources and our talents because this is a hobby that I really think is worth like promoting. Yeah, I can agree with yeah. that. Yeah. So the question is, how do we zoom harder, dude? Because that's how you get the fucking the, the activity and longevity. You like up to the fucking max. Yeah. Uh, I mean. I, that's also how you get a lot of stalkers, but I mean, you know what? Come at us. I just give it more time, and I do suspect that there are a little more Zoomers playing Gloomhaven than I thought. I mean, I could see that because it's like literally the biggest of the big. Oh, okay, yeah. So like, if you're on fucking Reddit or community forums or whatever, it's like, yeah, like if it's literally the biggest board game out there, which attracts the biggest audience, also which means the people who are like fringe onto mm -hmm. board games are still gonna like know about it. like you might fucking bargain yeah, about yeah. it right so you don't know shit about yeah but games. it's like it's weird because like when I compare Gloomhaven to like other dungeon crawler games like Descent or Hero Quest, those are not like Zoomer games at all and those came out well Descent came out like what like that's some fucking nerd shit dude fucking you want to look at like modern fantasy you gotta look at like dark shit like dark souls and gloomhaven yeah. dude like fucking dark fantasy is like a new norm that's what i'm dude. saying like these guys look slightly edgy like look at your fucking like your marvel movies nowadays they are not colorful <laughs> like the fuck you look a goddamn like spider-man's like it's like dark red like come on dude looks badass gotta get with the time everything's fucking everything's dark and cool yeah, now yeah, dude yeah, yeah. or it's it's memeing while still having that like lay laying like underlying fucking dark mm -hmm. tones you know yeah i mean you're like your Iron Man looking all epic, but you're still shit-talking like a fucking motherfucker. I've seen the trends. I mean, Zoomers are pretty into board games, so just give it more time. I think we just gotta yell more and have more shit-post memes, and I'll get on the TikTok and start making some shit on that, too. But yeah, fair enough. I don't even know what the fuck to make, dude. I'm an uncultured swine. I don't know any fucking songs. The fact you can just link anything and just have your audio there without having to deal with copyright shit, it's fucking <laughs> god to yeah, you, dude. Yeah, TikTok. What? Uh, I, mean, I don't even care that I'm selling my soul to China by using it, dude. I'm already fucking playing Valorant, dude. Like, what, where's, how, how much worse can you, you get? You can look at the D&D ones and just kind of go off of that. I mean, then we need to play more D&D because I don't want to fucking be memeing about shit that I don't play. No, I mean, just like use like that sort of like template, but for board games. I'm sure you can make something. Yeah, you can make it fucking shit, but I doubt anyone's going to get it. Like, what the funny thing about D&D &D shit is that, like, I'm pretty sure the majority of people following those D&D &D TikToks don't even fucking play D&D, &D, but, like, it doesn't matter because anyone can fucking watch it because D&D is so, like... D&D &D is unbelievably accessible. If you have a stupid D&D &D TikTok about some fucking bard who's just, like, singing a fucking song and, like, yelling at his, like, who would presume to be his GF in the video who's dressed like a fucking dragon. Like, it doesn't fucking matter if you don't know shit about D&D. &D. That's just yeah. funny. I mean, like, also what? a lot of D&D uh, &D is, like, portrayed in, like, TVs and movies, too. So it's, like, it's way more in the mainstream culture. Like, you just hear about it. Like, half the time most D&D &D fucking TikToks I've seen is, like, some fucking dude... Like reenacting like two fucking seconds, not I shouldn't say two seconds, like twenty seconds of his last like session where some stupid shit happens, and that's it. Like you don't need to fucking know anything about D and D to watch that. It's literally just like a dumb twenty second skit. Yeah. Like what? Well, because there's like a song yeah, because over it's it. a story. Like with the skit. Yeah, like fucking that's not a board game. How do you fucking do that with board game? Board game is like, oh yeah, no, I'm gonna play Agricola, and uh, I got some fucking cows here, and I got some sheep there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that, that's a TikTok. I mean, that's a strategy board game. You like could do what? it for like a like a party game, like Snake Oil or freaking uh, what is it called? Like Fun Employed. Yeah, but we're not gonna hit those tags, dude. Fuck, yeah. gonna hit those hashtags. Yeah, you know, your time. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, the the the, the journey to a thousand subs has been uh, quite the nail uh, the what the spot on target projection that daniel thought it'd be he was like yeah you know one year starting from july uh we'll probably hit a thousand and me being the guy i was i was like no 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 it'll be faster and here we have it what 11 months after july yeah i mean it's basically okay because like we started like what like late june like technically that was like the before any videos was actually out i was just like talking and planning and like you know super in depth yes. right so I would say, yeah, it's like pretty much been like eleven and a half months. Like it's it's pretty yeah, on it's point. Yeah, it's pretty on point. Which is uh, 
Wow. Well, I mean, this is literally like the fucking statistical average, right? Like some people do it in like 10 months, some people it's like 14 months. Like mm. it's, the average is like a year. It's like whatever. Mm. Okay. Yeah. But then, you know, the first couple months. I mean, if you if you, if you hit it in a year, you should be fucking happy, right? It's yeah. like fucking not, not even all channels can do that, right? Like That's true. Especially when about board games. Like what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, that's I mean, you go like any other like cuz I've been having to watch a lot of small ass board game channels as research just like I'm just interacting with social media mm-hmm. and like posting on yeah. Reddit. And there's a lot of them stuck in the fucking, like, you know, garbage dump numbers of, like, 100 and shit where, like, no one gives a fuck about you. And this is rough being down there. Like, holy mm, fuck. Yeah. Well, the thing about, like, board game channels is that, first of all, like, people who play board games have such, uh, they have, like, such interest in their games. So they're like, yeah, you know, I want to have, uh, I want to have, like, an opinion and show people what I think, right? So they make a video on it. So there's a lot of those people, but those videos are just them sitting in front of a camera and just talking and their analysis usually isn't that good but there's so many of those people that they like flooded the market so that was a bit of my concern when we started but yeah yeah i definitely noticed that too it's like jesus christ it's yeah there's a lot of just guy talking <laughs> yeah uh, or there's this like guy with i presume camera like on a table uh-huh. in front of his face and he has his arms wrapped around to have like a kind of first person perspective you know what i'm talking oh, about oh i see like, yeah 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 and then he's like or if, if he's like talking then he's in front of like a giant bookshelf and has like a ton of games and he's like oh hey, yeah i'm talking i got a bunch of games listen to me yeah this is why uh this game is worth playing with your kids and i think what would have happened is that a lot of like the po- more popular board game reviewers especially like tom vassal right like i think he set this precedent where you can just make videos about games and you get a ton of views but because he was the first, he does get views because he has so much quantity. But the other board game reviewers, they're just coming out of nowhere and they're not quite as charismatic as Tom Vassell. And that's why they're stuck at like 100, 200 subs. So if you go on Kickstarter... I mean, also, it's like, how the, how the fuck do you really market yeah, that too, can't. right? Because like, as we've all fucking seen, like, the biggest hub, which I've found online personally, aside from Board Game Geek, you know, R-Sex yes. board games, is very unwelcoming towards this promoting anything well, because right? it used so, like, to be pretty welcoming and then it got flooded the people making those sorts of videos which just kind of suck <laughs> so they had to stop because there's just so many videos about a game you've heard about a bajillion times and they have a terrible take on it or they're just bad at speaking in general <laughs> or yeah. it's just like very rambly it's like this is why i try to avoid in our fucking reviews where it's just like there has to be a good fucking reason as to why you're watching that shit so i'm trying to make them like very informative very like hey here's where we stand this shit and here's why yeah but you watch a lot of these other guys, it's like, this is reminding me of like a fucking middle school like essay where you're like writing a bunch of shit and it's not really going anywhere. Like, there's no like fucking like main point or like backup arguments. It's just like, they're just saying stuff. It's like, what does this even mean? What are you trying to say? Like, what yeah. the fuck? Like- well, I remember like way, way back when, <laughs> when I was researching board games and I would go into like Tom Vassell's channel, right? Because he had like every game and just kind of watch about what they thought about the game. And it's generally like, say the video is like 10 minutes. And eight, video, eight minutes is just them explaining, like, how the game works, like, what it is. And then and then maybe, like, one minute is them talking about, oh, you know, I liked it because it's fun with the family and it kind of feels good and I'll give it, like, one and a half thumbs up. And like, okay, like, I, I guess, like, that's cool, but it doesn't really show you, like, their thought process. And that's something I really wanted to elucidate with our reviews. And as we've gotten better and better, I feel like our, our personal scores have gone a lot more in depth, which is great. Because uh, people have told me, like, yeah, dude, I freaking watch for your personal scores. And because all of our videos are timestamped, you can just binge and be like, yo, I want to see his opinion. Okay, go to, like, this 13-minute time slot and then just watch it and then watch the next video. It feels really bizarre to me because I feel like my personal scores are what, like, I, like, shit post the most. I'm like, those things I put, like, no effort into, like, straight up. I'm just like, this is what <laughs> I personally feel. There's not really any fucking flow of reason here. This is purely how yeah, I but, feel. So maybe I just fucking... But even then, like, your personal <laughs> scores are way more, like... Well, first of all, they have a lot more character. But second of all, they have a lot more information coming out of it than the other personal scores I've seen where they're just like, yeah, you know, I liked it. Or... Eh, eh, I mean, it's okay. It's solid, right? And then there's even a discussion on our board games about what does a solid board game mean? Because different reviewers were saying board games were solid and, like, one reviewer says solid is, like, average and another another reviewer said solid is, like, good. So you can see how, like, they're not being descriptive at all and just kind of, like, throwing out buzzwords. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, I just, yeah, I mean, I feel like, setting this president is just like good for the 
community as a whole, because then we can structure our thoughts in a way where it's like, okay, this is like literally what's good about the game. Okay, like you can watch this part. Or, oh, this is like literally what's bad about the game. Okay, watch this part. So, like these type of videos. Feels weird, even though I literally just stole this fucking format shit off of like, it's just like our whole review format is just a mishmash of like Angry Joe, like Pro ZD, and fucking like Koo fucking, wasn't it? The Nerf guy, Koo mm. 772. I mean, it's a good format. Yeah. If I want to buy anything, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at that, dude. I want to see a score too. And a lot of board game reviewers don't give scores, which I feel like is possibly to distance themselves from getting like alienated from um, companies. Well, what's also fucking weird is that in the video game industry, a lot of people are starting to move away from fucking scores because a lot of people are being like, scores are kind of becoming meaningless mm. because it's the video game industry is just so saturated, just like weird bullshit fucking reviews and like everything's kind of stuck at like an eight. Like nothing's really underneath the seven. It's like what is it's it's like not even a five star system, but like a three star system. It's like everything is like in between seven and nine, and for the most part, everything kind of sticks sticks into eight. If you because if you like really go into the averages of shit yeah. for like most things on like a Metascore thing, Metascore site, mm -hmm. it's like yeah, it's like probably like fucking seventy, eighty around there is yeah for most things. So they use basically like a school system where like seven and a half is average, like a C. Well, I mean, most people just use, you know, the fucking, yeah, 1 through 10 system. But, like, for, my, for fucking because everyone's been through school, then, yeah, you just kind of have yeah. that perception of shit, so. Yeah. I mean, that's why you have, like, all these games, and they send it out to IGN, and IGN can't really give it less than a 7 because they're getting paid for the review. Well, yeah, because yeah. it's a conflict of interest, yeah, exactly. fucking doy. Yeah. But luckily, here at Shelfside, we get sent games to review, and we're like, yo, your game is, uh... We gotta be honest about the game. This is a score. Oh, we got we got integrity. You know, <laughs> three out of ten <laughs> is uh is bad. It's not it's not like a bad in sort of like a way below failing bad as you would think about like in a school metric, but it's just you know three out of ten is bad, which is lower than four out of ten, which is below average. Giving up, yeah, giving up the scores. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't, my train of thought right now is so on the video game reviewer thing because there's a lot of YouTube videos out there right now where it's like this fucking controversy that is not even, it, can't, it stemmed out of nothing essentially because there's no like big drama point that happens. There's just one YouTuber being like, I'm kind of rambling right now, but isn't it kind of fucking weird how like you have these like video game like reviewers out there who like request like early access copies? Okay. And you never really see, like, bad reviews of an, of a guy who got his game early. And it's like, huh. Yeah, this is, uh, this is a conflict of interest because a lot of big AAA fucking video game companies, they uh, have a lot of reviewers blacklisted because they basically see early access, or sorry, not early access, early review copies, early access mm -hmm. is a different thing. They see early review copies as essentially just marketing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Right, because exactly. it's like, everyone who wants to pick up a new game, they want to see review scores because... They just want to know what the fuck people think about it so they can feel more solid in their purchase. Yeah. So, of course, they're going to want day one reviews. But you're not going to get fucking, like, bad reviews on day one because the company would probably... Oh, you might see it a few times, but then the person who did that is going to get put on a blacklist because they're going to fucking yep. some early copies ever again. <laughs> Which leads to some fucking problems mm. where it's like reviews are almost just marketing nowadays. They're not really reviews. And so for a lot of people out there, because like they kind of had this realization that's like, huh, yeah, reviews have kind of been losing uh, losing a lot of their meaning. Mm -hmm. It's almost as if all I really give a shit about is I just listen to the opinions of like, maybe like one social media site I follow a lot, which just tends to be Reddit. Or they just follow and trust very close to like two or three like very particular YouTubers they watch and their opinions, even though like those YouTubers may not even be reviewers. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or just like watch them solely for the opinions and then just kind of put all the opinions together to get like a score in your head and just ignore the printed scores well no it's why just they just have a good they have a good understanding what the mm. game is and they can already kind of tell if they would like mm. it or not okay yeah yeah i mean like I, i've been very forward with the people who email us telling us to like review their games and such uh i'm telling them like you look, look like well we can review a game but it, it's going to be honest because I'm thinking about this like very long term, right? Like I want shelf sites to be the place where people go for like honest reviews. So even if we don't get early access copies, I want to be like that pinnacle that people can always trust and be like, oh, okay, like 
they're gonna give like a good Hell score. Yeah, dude, good. just like Angry yeah, Joe. Like, if this is a good game, use blacklist from Rod fucking himself. <laughs> if this is a good game, then we're gonna say it's a good game. If it's a bad game, we're gonna tell you not to buy it. <laughs> because you know you don't want to go to that freaking channel that says like, oh yeah, this is like a like a good game, and then you buy it and you're like, wait, wait what? <laughs> Yeah. Well, we gotta, we gotta be careful with that because we also don't want to be the channel where we review a game and we say it's trash and it ends up being very fucking good and it sells like like hotcakes, right? That's another problem you want to yeah, run into. That's, that's you true. Don't run I mean, into. I think extensive playtesting. No, I also would think that we're not complete dipshits and that probably wouldn't happen with us. Like, I'm, I'm pretty confident our ability to be able to like look at a game and be like, this is a pretty fucking yeah, good I game. Mean, if we play, I mean, like our group is pretty good at breaking down games too, like Jack, right? Like he's very good at like abusing games if there is a, like a problem. Yeah, ever should just hire Jack as fucking dude. Fuck, hey, all you like board game Kickstarter or whatever the fuck's out there, go go hire our buddy Jack. He is amazing at being a complete scumbag and doing everything that's part of winning a game. It is just fucking blue. This is a thing of beauty, dude. dude. Holy they, shit, he will destroy. They everything. don't even hire like actual people who play games. It feels like some of the time, it's like, what what is going on with this game? Did you play test it with like people at your local game store or just your friends and family? Like, what what's going on here? Meanwhile, you get fucking leader games who like literally refuse to release anything until they've playtested like thousands of yeah. times, and then bef after they do that, then they release a fucking like early access print and play version of it to the public and also to their fucking supporters and whatever on like on tabletops. Mm. Yeah, see, and then you get much data from that shit, and then like like their they're really good. Leader yeah. games' playtesting process is like unbelievable. Like what the fuck? Holy shit! They put in a ludicrous amount of fucking effort. I think playtesting in itself has gotten a lot more efficient too because. Uh, I, I know like back in the day there's Betrayal at House on the Hill which had like 50 scenarios and they've claimed that they spent hours and hours playtesting it but it's not balanced at all so I think with all the devices now with like a bigger community a more knowledgeable community and tabletop sim perhaps you can actually yeah. well when you release a print and play to the public and ask for data you're gonna get yeah. some good shit especially <laughs> when they're willing to print out and play that game right because the game itself and the IP is like popular. or just tabletop yeah, sim tabletop sim yeah pretty cool <laughs> Yeah. I had a thought about the video game thing and it completely slipped my mind because we talked about this. Fuck. Angry Joe? Yeah, I, I had a train of thought that, god damn it, what was it? All right, so I just wanted to say, okay, just a quick little thing I wanted to point out from that uh, thing. So that was like, I think like a few weeks ago, I randomly saw on YouTube uh, recommended uh, videos. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Ranton, uh, what the fuck was it? I, the channel is just like Ranton something. It's a fucking, it's a, it's, it's a monk, right? It's a fucking Shaolin monk who just reviews games. It's a very unique channel. Oh, okay. uh, video games. <laughs> Yeah, him, him, and Mudahar, otherwise, otherwise known as some ordinary gamers, is what kind of like pushed a, a topic to the forefront about like early access. No, I should stop saying that. Early review copies uh, being some fucking sketch shit. Because mm -hmm. those are two guys who are very much like not the most I would say like PC reviewers. Uh, they're <laughs> actually they're not even really okay. Rant has a like reviewer. So Mudahar, some ordinary gamers, is just a guy who just his channel is very personality based. He just does whatever as usual, revolving tech. And like viruses and other dumb shit. It's it's great. So you're saying okay. they would never get early but, access because of their personality. Well, yeah, because both of their videos are, are they're extremely shit posting humor. Like the type of like shit you see on there is very much like like the type of potty humor you would see on 4chan, right? It's like not really like straight like you know goofs and gaffs, farts and poops type of potty humor, like but like the type of potty humor that's like oh that that guy that kind of got dark for some reason, then it kind of goes like normal. Like, oh, okay. You know? <laughs> So it's like it's like pure fucking stupid mm. shit. Also, very well edited. Hmm. Okay, <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of J. -J There's a lot of YouTubers like that who have like very stylistic reviews mm. that have been revoked access to a lot of early uh, review copies of shit. Because like a lot of the guys who do have early review copies on YouTube, you'll see that the reviews is like a very uh, homogenized format of like guy talking over gameplay footage oh, yes, yes yes and then at the end there's like an infographic about like yep. scores and like pro and like review stuff yeah and like some character selection which stuff which is so unfair because that immediately looks so much fucking better than board games shit when you just sit in front of a camera and talk yeah it is like holy crap yeah because game footage is it's just, just like it's like, playing holy, the game also these guys yeah. tend to have like insane pcs so like the graphics are yeah, dude. playing the game yeah Fucking 4K 60 FPS 110 FOV, I mean, dude. Also, oh. when you're like you're playing the game and you're like recording, it, you can literally show how the game actually feels and play and like looks like. Whereas for board games, you can't really do that. But that's why we have to describe it. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> problems of the media, yeah. but medium. Hey, you know, it's a challenge, and I think well, we've gotten a lot better at portraying that with through our silent skits and uh, B-roll. 
Yeah, I mean, I just kind of wish that uh, we had a fucking crew. I mean, I guess uh, when we make money, we start paying our friends to just, like, come over and be like, Hey, this is have our skits actually have, like, fucking four people to, like, very much demonstrate what the yeah. fuck's going on. Also, uh, probably, like, a more stable playtesting group or something like that. Because, dude, if you just, like... Hey, our playtesting's fine. Okay, like that's that's totally chill. That's true. Yeah. Like holy crap, I play so many cutting games. Like I'm sure, like the group switches around, like mm-hmm. a lot. But our friends are fucking dorks, dude. We are good at games. Yeah. I mean, we actually like playtest the games too, which is really interesting because other board yeah, game reviewers. Yeah, I fucking like, this is like I find it soul crushing. I have like destroyed all interest I have in like playing Wingspan or Parks or what else. Uh. I mostly remember those ones for games that I've, like, played probably too much. <laughs> <laughs> Glue game is fine. It's a fucking campaign That's game. It's like, this doesn't really get boring for playing yeah. a lot. Uh, what else? Eldritch, uh, well, that one we are already well, okay. we, we, do. I guess from the lens of new games. We've exhausted that game. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, for a lot of the games we reviewed, it tends to be fucking old games. We gotta, we gotta review more new games, then. What the fuck are we doing? I mean, yeah. But yeah, I feel like for a lot of new games, we're, we're playing them, and it's just like, holy shit, I am destroying my interest in these games so fucking fast by just playing them nonstop. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the... That is kind of like the, the blessing and the curse of doing this full-time, where it's like, yeah, you gotta play your games, but you're viewing them in a different light. And I've, yeah. I've accepted that. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm glad it's fucking board games, not video games, because board games tend to be pretty, you know, strictly mechanics. It's not really much story or thing going on there. No, like, yeah. if I had to fucking review, like, video games all the time, like, dude, this would fucking, like, destroy my interest in that, like, completely. These board games, it's like, yeah, this is, like, essentially just, just gameplay. And yeah. there's not really any meaning to it, so cool, just, just play a game. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, also, a uh, problem with, like, video games is that, like, I didn't want to, like, like, be behind a screen all, all the time. I'd rather be going out and playing with my friends in person. So I'm like, yeah, you know, it would be easier to make a video game channel and get bigger. But in terms of longevity, dude, board games are what I would want to do. Nah, dude, that's some fucking normie shit, dude. As long as you do anything with friends, it's fucking good, dude. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I could be in a Discord call with my friends like all day. I mean, it's dude, just like fun, fun but I'd rather be on a table with my friends looking at each other than just be freaking, you know, behind a screen. Nah, dude, it just depends on activity. Like, obviously, of course, the board games, like, will die. You just play it in a fucking person, but it's like... It just depends on what the hell you're doing, right? Like, if you are in person, you're probably going to be more inclined to be like, yeah, fucking, we're going to, you know, go out, get some food, go kayaking, you know, do fucking some bowling, play some board games. Kayaking. Like, you think of, like, physical activities in that sort of sense, right? But if you're playing video game, it's like, it doesn't really matter. Like, not really. I mean, land parties are still pretty fucking cool, but it's yeah, like, land a, it's like cool. playing on land is like a completely fucking different thing than ever just, you know, being in a 10 man, it's all playing together. Yeah, la- la- land is pretty cool. I think that, that is probably an exception. But, I mean, if we were hypothetically to be like video game reviewers, I I would not like to be behind a computer just playing games. Uh, like, nah, dude, bit, that's okay. real shit, dude. I would love to do that. Yeah, I mean, that's my fucking that's that's my end game, dude. It's my end goal. I'm trying to just be there in life. I just do that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. So I, no, if I if I in my reviews, I would 100 percent randomly just barge into my friend's house all the fucking time and be like, hey, what do you think of this game? I like while they're I, I'm gonna make dumb player too, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch them playing it. You know, mm. very candid shots. Yeah. I mean, also these, uh, the, ironically, the video games to complete the campaign is going to take a lot longer than playtesting a board game a couple times. So the, it's a lot more hours put in to actually like, beat the game. But it's so much more fulfilling though, because it's well, like, it's, good. it's very much you get a sense <laughs> of, I, I, I completed the game. Yeah. I mean, if it's good, I guess, yeah. I mean, unless it's like fucking board game starters, like a campaign game, like, sure, yeah. whatever, but like. But th- that would take a lot fucking longer. Fucking video games? You know what I mean? If you're playing like Last of Us or some shit, it's like, yeah, beat the game. It's like kind of like saying like, oh, like I watched the movie. It's like, yeah, you, you had a pretty good sense of fucking closure and fulfillment from that, you know? Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I think this is just like... Uh... Also, can't wait for Last of Us fucking part two. Uh, holy shit. Want that game bad. So, uh, yeah, let's let's go back to the thousand subscribers thing because I, I want to talk about that a little before we wrap up today. Uh, All right, that was a topic. Yeah. LOL. So... The first couple months, we were just literally making videos to just have videos on the channel. So like they were pretty, they were like, they were not, I would say they're still like above average in terms of quality with most board game reviewers. And that's not really saying much, but, uh, I I feel like those videos, like at least when I look back at them, like I mostly think of like the design behind them rather than what the video is itself. And there seems like to me, at least the vibe I get from that is a lot of distraction and like mishmash from like what we were like really trying to do i feel like there's a lot of random shit on going on behind the scenes 
that was very much not like the YouTuber vibe, if that makes sense. Like nowadays, it's very much like, oh, we are like in tone, in tune with this shit. Yeah. But like back then, it was like all this weird, stupid crap that I remember just thinking, oh, like what, like fucking like, I don't know, like ideas of like scheduling some certain shit, or maybe like as an example, the fucking Amazon, like uh, what the what the hell was that program called again? Amazon, oh, whatever. Affiliates? Yeah, yeah. We had like affiliate links. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, you you live and you learn. I was totally blindsided by that time scheduling on the Amazon affiliate links. I did not know there's a time limit, but uh, somehow we made money off that. So that was weird. Like dollar or something two dollars two dollars yeah that was funny yeah but if you look at those reviews like you could tell like because it's youtube we like we're not obviously not going to delete it but we're like we're creating the product as we go so you can tell our ideas are not quite there yet in terms of what like we had a like a direction in terms of how we want the reviews to be but it wasn't as clean until we hit maybe dune right so dune was, there was also yeah. a lot of random technical issues that were not like sorted out, like color grading and fucking where we want our camera angles and studio stuff. Not like fucking our setup and True. studio changed like literally every fucking video. That was like absurd. How the hell did we ever do that? Like now it's like so set. It's just like oh cool. I write the fucking script, show up, do the thing. Like bam, <laughs> it's just like it's so clean. Like what the fuck yeah. were we doing early on? Holy shit. Also editing, dude. I was like a lot slower than I am now. Like, wow, I can just, like, freaking whip it out because it's like, okay, yeah, you have to line all the clips, okay, and then just write down everything on a notepad that you need. But before, I was, like, just jumping around in all these different directions, like, oh, my God, like, wait, how, how does this flow? Like, I don't understand. I've never done a video like this before because we've never, I've never done, like, a talking video edit like this. I've done, like, vlogs and, like, music videos and, like, cinematics, but this is a totally different flow. So it took oh, me a yeah, couple. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. I keep yeah. forgetting a fucking... Yeah, I've done like a lot of editing. Fucking, I, I'm like yeah. kind of used to this type of shit, but also my style of editing is so like dumb because I'm constantly like, like as I'm editing, I come up with a like dumb idea and I start Googling like, how do I do this effect? And I just throw in this stupid shit and it's just like, oh, cool. Like that literally wasted like four hours just doing that. But like, I think it looked funny. Mm. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it took me a while to really get comfortable with that sort of editing. And then beyond that, it, probably even more a couple months to like be satisfied with how it is. I think now I'm reaching that point where I feel very satisfied on how the final product look like looks like but before i was like yeah I, I guess this is like it makes sense and i was like pushing it out but now when i look back i'm like okay you know it, it's settled I, I i can feel how this flows how it's very coherent it's very fast but to the point and it's not rambling and i'm rambling right now but yeah dude i, I really like how it came up but when i was going through that process there was so much that hesitation did, yeah i was like ah wow it's not exactly how i thought it'd be like eh, there's like not too many angles but the more we did it the more silent skits we put in and the less of us talking in front of a in front of a game there was and it got a lot more interesting to watch i remember uh, talking to my friends around thanksgiving so let's see thanksgiving was about let's say like five yeah five months after we started and he's like yeah dude i think you do a good job in terms of talking but maybe you should show more of the game so ever since he said that we started putting even more b-roll even more silent skits and i think we just got a good formula i mean one year from now we'll look back and be like what were we thinking back then it's so much better now but as it sits right now like how far we've come in a year and that's great about youtube because you can look back a year and be like wow look at this like before and after right so <laughs> yeah i mean yeah, yeah products so let's just not be one of those fucking channels like a lot of them out there it is to lead other for like first videos it's like nah they just keep the shit up dude i mean as long as it's not offensive and i should not really have a reason to I'm just do it out of just sheer like fucking embarrassment and i'm just like uh, why I'm, i mean i guess that's you now it's a personal thing i can't you know, really get into their headspace right but mm. i mean the way i see it it's like if it's not demonetized actually probably most of them are but because <laughs> back in the old days of youtube you could swear and make money but yeah uh, if it's i'm fucking in if the video is like up there and it's making money still like why not dude i mean it's like literally like more content right so if someone goes like hey i want to see what else they have then they just go on your feed and watch your oldest video and that's more of a backstory you're creating more of that i mean hopefully it gets drowned out new content anyways like for a lot of channels like the older shit is just like sitting at like a thousand views but when they're newer shit's like you know hundreds of thousands yeah like, it's only like the hardcore it's also kind fans. of like whatever dude like yeah it's like the hardcore hardcore fans yeah. that go back and be like huh i wonder what he first made it's like uh what is it marquise brownlee right ikmbd or whatever the hell his first video is him. I mean, Marquez like, Brownlee? Yeah, dude. Yeah, he's like a middle schooler. Yeah, Marquez Brownlee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like, can't fucking get over to stupid Will Smith, like, Marquez Brownlee. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, but oh, his first video, so it's so cute. He's like a middle schooler. He's like unboxing a phone. I'm like, dude, yeah, keep that stuff on. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm still thinking back on like how bamboozled I was by her initial fucking like process. I don't know what uh, work like. Cause I remember like when I showed up and you're like whooping all these cameras. I was like, what? I thought we we're just gonna just like have like <laughs> one camera for table, one for me. Like what? Like <laughs> hey. I was like thinking about it in the head in the head of like generic like dumb YouTuber, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I kind of forgot like, oh yeah, shit, we have all this fucking gear. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, it was like kind of good to do to get out of the system. And actually, funny enough, now I've actually sold off some of those cameras because downsizing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, like fucking yeah. the way I pictured it was very much like I, I feel like my brain has already been like very much in tune with like YouTuber mode. So like that was like where like the mismatch is going because I was like expecting like way more simple shit. Mm. But like, <laughs> but like I remember early on you were like, oh yeah, dude, we gotta we gotta move up this angle here. We gotta put the light there. And yeah, all like, this stuff you over there. And I'm like, I was like, whoa, what the fuck? I was like, dude, we're gonna like, I was like, blow right, away dude. the competition. It'll be so good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, it was it was fun. Yeah, oh, those man. were really fun to make. I mean, definitely not efficient, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely like. A cool story to go back and watch. I mean, it's, that, it's, yeah. it's like it's like to say, you know, you gotta, you gotta work out the other kinks, right? You just you know push out a bunch of shit, and then you eventually get to the point where it's like, oh fuck, I just realized I'm way fucking better at this now. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, let's see. So we started in early July, and I think it was maybe around uh, the December beforehand, so like six months. I kind of cemented that I want to do this full time, but during those six months, like yeah, we were talking, but in my free time, or I just kind of daydreamed during class, and. I would think about like how the video will look, right? So you get all these like conceptions of like how it'll look, but you never actually are there to fit around the camera gear or to look at somewhat like of a completed product. So I think that's what carried over to us starting our first couple of videos and me being like, yo, we should make it like all special with all these angles. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. You build it up for so long, you hype it up in your mind and then you actually do it and you're like, okay, that wasn't really worth it, but I guess I did it. Well, I forget. Uh, remember our fucking Ray Lusted shit? Like, yeah. Who was the one editing all that? I don't remember. Uh, that was okay. So I did all of them, but then you It was a mix of both, right? Uh, you uploaded like two or three by yourself. I know the latest one was you, and then you did it in Zector one. Maybe right, the... so. It's just a mix of both, and okay. Yeah, and then I think the other ones that we used your dad's. I'm not trying to remember because, like, I'm yeah. like really questioned. Like, why the fuck do I like? I feel like a smug dickhead right now, but it's also like, I really do get that sense. I was like, God damn, why was I such a, why was I, why was I such like a YouTube know-it-all? Like, why the fuck do I like, kind of get like this vibe and know what I'm doing and kind of just go off on it and it just kind of works out. Like, <laughs> well, you did, uh, you did I mean, aside, editing for your Aside for the fact I do everything insanely slowly, but that's just because I'm literally a fucking ADHD spaz who was just going around like fucking shit up everywhere in my videos because of dumb comedic reason. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, time I do shit on my videos, it's like, yeah. it doesn't even make it a final product because I'm like, why did I do all that? It doesn't even look good. I just get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you had your own personal channel, uh, right? So a lot of those edits that you did a couple of years before we started uh, Shelfside, you had them to kind of practice with, like all those uh, Hearthstone edits. I guess so, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's also because that's watch women YouTube, so I already have like a pretty good image. Because like, if you watch a bunch of YouTube, because YouTube is just the way it is, like a lot of YouTubers will just have behind the scenes of shit, because yeah, you know, yeah, they're, uh-huh. they're very much like, hey, check me out, dude. I'm a, I'm a fucking person. I'm not like a faceless TV fucking entity, right? <laughs> and so yeah. I get like a lot of like, I guess like, expectation reeling as to like, what the fuck is going on in like the life of a YouTuber. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, you definitely watched a lot more. And uh, you were the one that showed me Corridor Crew, actually, right? Was I? What the? F- I think so, right? You- I mean, I, I wouldn't like doubt it, but still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was uh, I was inside that camera gear headspace for a while, so I think that's why you can kind of see like that B roll coming in with our our videos, which is kind of a nice thank crossover. God, thank God for the yeah. fucking B roll because I would have never done shit like that. Yeah, it's a nice crossover. <laughs> Silence skits, I could I could see that's something I would do because that's literally that's another very like common. Yeah, it's pretty like, common. I- is there a name for that? Like, we just call it silence skits, but you know, like, okay, for, for the know. listeners there, there's like videos, there's like these little videos we have. Sorry, in our reviews, we have like these little clips inside of them where it's just like, sure, like we're talking over it, but it's like a little, like, yeah, silent skit of like me or Ashton, like, fiddling with the game components, to, like, you know, highlight a point in time. Like, oh, like, this game has like very colorful components. And so there's like a silent skit, right? Where it's just like, say, it's just like me holding up a fucking, you know, component that's very colorful while, like, there's a voiceover going on over it. Yeah. There's gotta I, be a name for that, right? Because B-Roll, that's a legit thing. I didn't even know it was a thing, but I looked at it, I was like, oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah. I mean, we just call it Silent Skit. I put SS on my notes. 
uh i think like another good portrayal is like wow like so in this part of the game when the game hits late game the players might start to feel really frustrated and so like we cut to a shot or it doesn't cut but like while we're saying that there's a overlaid clip of us like playing the game in a late game stage and we're just kind of like looking really frustrated with maybe like our hands on our head like waving around cards. Man, we're all pretend, yeah. oh, that's why it's a silent skit. It's why the fucking there's no sound coming out of our mouth. It's just like a, the voiceover yeah. going on over it, and it's just us like silently skidding something out. Yeah. But funnily enough, in our Dune review, which again was like kind of our breakout review, but one of the comments actually read your lips while you're doing that silent skit and put it in the comments. <laughs> Is that actually what I said? I don't even remember. I think so. I don't yeah. think I said that in the actual silent skit. Oh, okay. But like you were like pointing right off screen and you were like mouthing some stuff yeah. and you th- and someone thought you said you do not use lasgun. <laughs> so yeah. People, I mean, yeah. when I read that comment, I thought it was just that typical type of like internet style humor where you just like, you know, input something into something to change it to something else. Oh. So like he's like, you know, like projecting like words into yeah. my mouth. That's what I thought that was. I didn't think of it as rippling or anything. Oh, okay. When I rewatched it, I rewatched reading. I rewatched that clip like five times to be like, is he really saying that? I settled on, yeah, you probably are. You have that. the footage, though. No. Actually, wait, I have the footage. Uh, I mean, I could check later. <laughs> it's not, not a big though. deal. Like, yeah, like, you don't want to spend, like, 15 minutes, like, looking into that. I mean, it'll take, like, five, but, like, it's just, that's still too much. It's, that's too much work, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so far, you know, I think a couple a couple of months into this thing, because I wasn't really sure if I wanted to do YouTube full-time, because, you know, it's, it's a little unconventional, obviously, but... Uh, after a couple months, I'm like, yeah, dude, like doing videos full time, really like it. It's fun. Like, I don't see myself really getting burned out. Like, I'm always excited to make a new video. I have so many ideas always circulating in my head. I feel like I'm actually using like my capacity, like I wasn't in school, where you just kind of like do the work that's given to you. But now I'm constantly thinking of how to improve, what like what's the next video to make, and like researching online and things I actually like to research. No. Oh. Yeah, I think that really oh, hit me. Something? Wait, what? Oh, uh, well, this like really hit me when I was talking to a friend from college. And he's like, "Oh, dude, you're doing videos? Yeah, man, that, that's really cool. Like, just just don't get burnt out, okay? I'm me myself. I'm trying to find out what I want to do like in life. Like, school just seems so much fun. Like, I don't like to work. And I was like kind of confused. I was like, wait, that's like the exact opposite mindset I had towards this stuff. So it, it like that guy's a heathen. What the fuck? Holy. <laughs> Well, I think it's because uh, work for him, his experience was very regimented and he didn't get along with his coworkers. And he only worked in like one place. So his experience for school... So like to me, work and school are so fucking interchangeable in terms of just like doing shit you don't really want to be doing. Unless you're like working for a fucking like very like, uh, like I guess like chill company that doesn't really give a fuck and you just do whatever. It's like most of the time... It's going to be some shit that's just like, you got to sit down and just like robot out for a while, dude. Yeah, especially if you have like like a manufacturing job, right? It's like, oh, I'm just sitting here. And in both ways, yeah. you can have a shit teacher. You can have a shit boss. Like yeah. a lot of people's dissatisfaction with work, if I remember right from like uh, surveys was like, yeah, like 60% of people who like have insane job dissatisfaction can have a high attribute uh, attribution towards their uh, supervisor, manager, boss, whoever's like in charge. Mm. Yeah, don't That's like- why my mom quit, actually. Oh, most heart attacks actually occur on Monday because people don't want to go to work. That's how bad it is. So they're sitting there in the morning. I also don't really, yeah, yeah. fucking work is pretty meaningless as we've uh, talked about in a pretty, pretty uh, cool podcast we had before where you're like, oh, this book, BS Jobs, cool shit, dude. Yeah, dude, there's a lot of just, I mean, I went to go like to That's a how you crush work. someone's soul, you know? Like you give them a job. That's how you that's do that anime effect on someone where like you look at them and they like turn black and white. You know, it's like you, like suddenly there's like a, a husk of a person. You know? Yeah, they just like their their soul has been basically sucked out of them and they're just doing the like mechanical movements of their everyday. It's like that shit where you fucking do like an IQ test or a creativity test on like some kids under five and then watch what happens under ten and you just watch their like fucking like great dip down like crazy and it's like oh god, is that actually a thing? Yes. Wow. Ten. That's School makes young. you stupider in certain ways. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the metaphor my friend used is that, like, everyone is kind of like a ball or, like, some type of blob. And then society is, like, the, the the cookie cutter that you get pushed into. And when you come out, you kind of become some sort of square. Wait, what? Just use the fucking blank slate statement. Like, you know that shit we were, like, learning about in fucking, like, seventh grade? Actually, I don't know if anyone learned this. This is Mr. Carney shit, but I, I think most that. history classes will teach you about this. It's like, fucking, there was, like, a Greek philosopher guy. I don't remember which one. You fucking Aristotle, Plato, like, whoever the fuck. Right? Mm-hmm. They brought the idea of the blank slate. 
right? Everyone's literally just a blank slate. Is that John Locke? And wherever the fuck everything comes into. Oh, I thought that was John Locke. Is that, okay. is that John Locke? Oh, fuck. I'm baked. Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, John, John Locke, right? Freaking empty slate, and then yeah. the society kind of imprints. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, well, okay, okay, that shows how much I fucking. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, at least I know the concept, right? But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a pretty. I mean, yeah, just concept. fucking just use that. Yeah. Like, can we stop reinventing the wheel? I feel like this happens when people try to talk about like, oh, dude, I'm fucking. I could. I'm gonna like, having some deep thoughts about like shit or whatever. It's like, dude, fuck God. <laughs> well, I just wanted to point out that. <laughs> Sorry to make fun of people for that. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't trying to go too far down this rabbit hole. I just wanted to say that like. You know, personally, I was not very comfortable with the YouTube idea until a couple months in when I was for sure that I could do this like 24-7 and be good with it. Because you, know, you never really know until you're in it some of the time. I know, I know you were really sure, but I would say like for most people, if you're going down a sort of pursuit like this, you're like, wow, making videos like, yeah, one or two, pretty cool. But I don't know if I can make that for months on end. And there's even some doubts about I mean, For games. me, I'm very fucking sure that the uncertainty just comes in the financial part of it, right? Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> But this I is mean, some shit like Lace is like, this is this is just my being, dude. Like I'm an internet boy, dude. Like yeah. what? This is literally just my existence. This I mean, is, if your mental it's a natural state, state of being, if me. your mental state is very comfortable, then it just kind of flows, right? And luckily, we're in positions where the finance is yeah. is doable, right? I will say though that uh, I I'm never gonna burn out on like just being a content creator. But what I might burn out on is the topic of board games. I can very much see myself just being like. You know, board games are just so fucking same here. Everything's all just turn-based shit, and it's just like, you build an engine, all you do the thing, like... That, but yeah. hopefully that's uh -huh. stuff in the future, where it's like, hey, I want to go fucking stream some shit, and just some video game going on, mm. so... Yeah, and that's what I was thinking. I'm never going to be sick of making a, me being a content creator, but board games is something I'm pretty glad is, like, the first thing to, like, be, like, the fucking sacrificial, like, lamb for, like, that type of uh, burnout, because mm. it's like, damn, dude. Fucking video games, I would hate for that to ever happen to that shit. That's like, that that's my fucking safe spot, dude. I love that shit too much. Fair enough, yeah. I mean, the good thing about board games is that I felt like in the last couple of years, there's been so much cool innovation where I don't see myself really getting burned out because there's all these new types of, like, types. There's, like, uh, Captain Sonar, right? It's, like, real-time, 4v4. Like, that's not something I would ever imagine coming into place a couple of years ago. So, we'll see. Like, Riot, you know, Riot at, uh... Not right at the round table. Um, right games is coming out with like some games, so some board games. So I'm excited. There That's some shit I'm real fucking excited about. Yeah, there's a lot of progression to be. Like, had. We gotta review that shit like ASAP when it comes out because we gotta get those riot boys on our fucking channel, dude. Yeah, I gotta freaking, we riot like, out in the streets here. <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't know how we're gonna have to like Kickstarter that. I don't know how it works. Anyways, yeah, I think that's it. It's a good place to wrap up. It's a lot longer than I thought. <laughs> oh yeah, shit! What the fuck is 50 minutes, Scott? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, outro time. Thank you all for coming by and listening to our lighted cast episode 112. We will see you all in the next episode. Goodbye.